Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Hello everyone. Okay. So Cole was in the band and on his phone with work and Anu was here in his PPE, quickly set up the sound and then he went again. Luckily I don't work shutdown. I only work uh, baby down between 12 and 4 at night. But that's every night. I mean, that's not only September, so I got, I got used to it. Uh, actually, my wife is a superstar. My name is Werner. If um, you don't know me, um, I'm not the most important person here. This is just my job in this congregation. There's a lot of people doing a lot of things, and uh, when we each do our part, uh, then we are the body. Amen? Um, you know, when you... When, when you um, when you have a friend or a spouse or a family member, there's those moments where you really feel warm towards one another. Just try and get your mind there, whether it's your relationship with your mom and your dad that you really like or your husband or wife or friend. Uh, who can relate with that warm feeling where you're just with someone and say, it feels good here, okay? Um, the better you know a person, and the better you learn to understand them, the more those moments happen in your life. Because slowly and surely, you, you just know how to, to love them and, and be warm towards them. And the same is true of our relationship with God. And that's why every now and then you'll hear me say this a lot. We're going to start in the head. We're going to start a little bit technical break open one or two theological concepts and then land the application. Because here's the thing, we cannot only follow God on feelings. Because at a certain time, our feelings and our emotions will betray us. Okay? But the more we know Him, the more our relationship with Him grow as well, where it feels nice. You know, and people sometimes think those two things are in opposition. So sometimes you maybe get a church that, that focuses so much on the theology that people say, it feels cold in here. I mean, it's, it's this goer, <clears throat> I believe you're a fool. And then maybe we, we can also just, you know, mock a trainkey and run in this place and, you know, and do our thing, which is, there's a place for, but if we only do that, then we know what it's like to be psyched up, but we never know God. Are you with me? And so tonight, bear with me in the first few slides as we're really going to get in here and then move down here. We're going to do both. Is that okay? My title for tonight is My Creation and My Worship. Okay. My Creation. And, and what I mean by that is how I was created. Okay. The creation of me, of Aris. How I was made and, and what does that have to say for worship? When I feel, you know, that, that warmness in me. And we're going to unpack it a bit. Let's just pray for a second. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. To lift up the sun in our midst. 
As a church, we say we are not here to please people, but here to be a blessing for them. And in doing that, we serve to please one first and foremost, the lamb that was slain. Jesus, we have more respect for you than for one another. And we interpret our relationships with one another by the values you give us. And Holy Spirit, we just invite you in this moment to show us who we are and how we should worship. Amen. Okay, sê vir die ou langs jou kop aan. Switch aan, switch aan. As jy moeg is, tik die put a bykie. <laughs> Skit die put of iets, hy sal aangaan. Well, well, I'm going to talk about how you were created. And I'm not going to, listen, this is a big topic. It's, it's a big thing. It's a difficult topic, but I'm going to simplify it a lot so that you can take something home tonight. Um, but before we go to how you were created, just quickly, before we put that first slide on there, um, um, hold on. Just tell the person next to you, why did God create man? Also, question. Okay. Why did God create man? Or in another way, who come us ek here? Okay. So at least think of an answer. If you if you're worried that you're gonna sound stupid, don't say it loud, okay? Just keep it in your mind, and after I've given the answer, then you can say, that's what I thought. Okay. Okay, do you have something? Okay, this is why you were created. Isaiah 43, read with me. I will say to the north, give up. To the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Bring everyone. Everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory. Why are you here? 1 Corinthians 10, 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Everything about your design and about who you are at the end comes down to this one thing. When people look at you, you are in your purpose if they say, Wow, God is amazing. If I look at Anirika and I say, Wow, God is amazing, then she's reflecting the glory of God. Now here's the thing. You can be the world's fastest sprinter and take all the glory for yourself. And even though you're the fastest man in the world at that moment, you are not working in your calling. Because you were called to reflect the glory of God. And someone that no one knows that, that's maybe a waiter at a coffee shop in the way in which they serve might be walking in her calling a lot more than the person on the podium. But then you can change them around again. Are you with me? It's funny how we measure the significance of people's lives and how God measures them. Okay, that's why you were created. 
we're going to leave that there because it helps us with the how. Let's go to slide number five. Genesis 1, verse 26. The process of your creation. Then God said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. What should hit you now is in my image. Okay? And the fact that God says, let us make. So the triune God, God the Father, God the Spirit, God the Son, is sitting down in the boardroom in heaven. And they're saying, let us together make man to reflect us. That's how we're going to make, that's the way we're going to make man. Okay? It's going on. It says, Then the Lord formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils. Because man had bad breath. Okay? So God breathed through the nose. Do you know that? Yeah, now you know it. That's theological fact. <laughs> breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. We are the only creatures that was breathed into in this way. And God is so amazing in which he sets things in motion, he only had to breathe in the first human. And as they have kids, the breath remains. We are made amazing. There's something we have that the, next, the, the rest of creation does not possess. And we're going to quickly run through a few. These are not the main points, so I'm going to go fast. If you don't get that, don't worry. But I'm going to give you five things to show you how unique we are. Okay? Firstly, pe- people will say, what's the difference between us and animals? Okay? Let's, let's quickly go through that. God uniquely created you. Number one. Spiritual aspects. Yeah, but my dog, I can see when he's sad as well. Here's the thing. Will your dog intercede for an hour? Can a cat call together another cat and say, let's pray for the alley cat? (laughs) Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. So, A lot of theologians will say a lot of the stuff we see in animals, we see in us. Let me tell you what, God created the animals and he said, I'm well pleased with them. There's even aspects in trees and rocks and animals that reflect God. The whole creation reflect him. But we are breathed in uniquely. We are different. We are spiritually unique. Okay? Number two, moral aspects. Oh, sorry, mental aspects. Here's the thing. Birds still build the same nests for thousands of years. Cats still do their thing in little bowls (laughs) somewhere in your house. Animals keep on with how they create if they are not bothered in Nature, you'll see them because God made them that way. But humans, we are different. We've got the iPhone X, okay? 1990, no cell phones, maybe a few prototypes. 
Mentally, we are made to grow, to develop, to become better. God made us incredibly. We can build on one another's work. If the mommy bird made a nest, grandson, 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 still makes a nest. They do have mental faculties. God has delighted in them. But however, we are different. Amen? You don't see, you can, you can also see, um, for example, um, uh, uh, that animals can learn stuff. You, you can teach them to, to smell stuff. But you can take a young human, a four-year-old four boy, and you can say, all right, you've never walked through that door there. I want you to walk through it, Caleb, and, and then stop here on my gebouw. Daar chocolate. Stap hier die kant om. Oh, hy gaan hardloop. Stap hier die kant om. Daar is een koeldrank. En stap hier daar. And he'll be able to follow my instruction. Even though he's never been there. You can't teach that to an animal. Okay. We are mentally unique. Even though some animals are, are uh, smart, for example, uh, chimpanzees and stuff, you don't see them bringing out a book on the doxology of chimpanzees and how it impacts the stars. You know, they, they don't have those, okay? We are different people. Your grandpa is not a chimpanzee you made and breathed into. Let's not open that whole can now. We have complex and abstract language. And there's that um, example again. You can tell a four-year-old a new environment where to go and what to fetch or what to get, okay? Right? We, we can, we can uh, communicate without speaking. I can look at Carl and say, or I can say, you know, we've got many ways, okay? So normally when, when I'm hitting the drum and I should stop, I just look at Carl and he's like, you know, he's giving me a, some kind of a twist there, you know, he's got good rhythm. And then I know, you know, we, we communicate because God made us this way. Physically, this is very interesting, our physical aspects is developed in a specific way. We don't only hear sounds, we hear the tones of voices. Why do we hear that way? Because when we pray, He hears. We can speak to one another with we can think, should I say this or should I say that? And we can say it in ways that brings comfort. But the first words of comfort came from him. You see, we are made in his image. With our bodies, we can comfort. I can, I can hug Brown. Normally in the office, I just tackle him and put him on the mat. <laughs> I can hug him. But it's God who comforts us first and foremost. Actually, with his body, he paid for our sins. And so we carry God in a very unique way. The last one, we have free will with a little star to it. We can say, I will work in the garden today or I will not. All right? Um, you can say, I reject that. I don't agree with that. Or I will embrace that. Or I hate that. Um, but, but the thing is, I, I say it's limited because once, 
if if you if there's a lot of gangsters that decides they're going to tie you to this chair, you can say, I will not be tied to the chair, but you will. <laughs> you see, because even though I have free will, people can force their will on mine. All right, are you with me? That's why there's a star. We don't always get what we want. You can try it maybe tomorrow, go to your boss and say, I will have a raise at the end of the month. Because the pastor say, I have free will. <laughs> and then he's going to prove your theology. It's got some cracks in, all right? You are, all I want you to say, and there's a lot of those, like a lot, there's just a few. You are unique, okay? And, and we, we're moving now to, so what does it mean for worship? Are you still okay, Mirikop? Okay. Awesome. So if we're made in the image of God, what is that? Okay. What is the image of God? 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ who is the image of God. The image in which you were made is perfectly displayed through Jesus, God and man. 100%. That's the image of God. And that is how originally we were made. All right? Likeness. We, didn't have, we don't have deity. And Adam was not God. But he was like Christ as close as possible without being God. Okay? Made to reflect and be... If someone once said, if Adam walked in the garden, spiritually speaking, before he sinned, uh, they would, he'd look like Jesus. He'd feel like Jesus. He'd sound like, because he was made in that image, okay, because before he fell in sin. He's the radiance of the glory, talking about Jesus, of God, and the exact imprint of his nature, the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purifications for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. He is the imprint of his nature. You were made beautifully unique. Now, we're shifting over. We're almost going to application. As sinners, we are still in God's image. It's important that you know this. Even people that don't know him. James 3 verse 9. Um, it's speaking about the tongue. It's a tongue. It says, With it we bless Lord, uh, our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. So what the Scripture teaches us is even in our sinful state, we still carry the likeness of God. Okay? We still carry the likeness. Whoever sheds, that's in the Old Testament, sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed, for God made man in his own image. Whenever you hurt another human, it is sin because you are hurting what God has made not to be hurt. Can you see that? That's why murder is it's, it's a, it's an incredible sin. Okay? You, you are ending what God has began. Whether that person is a sinner, notorious sinner, or not. All right. So, here's the thing. 
we are still in God's image. Go back one slide. But the image is distorted. All right, here we are. We are made in God's image, unique, breathed into us. But now that image that Christ carries perfect, it's distorted, which means it's like, it's like uh, the spill has failed. Okay? And that's where worship comes in. So what now? Because I'm made in that way, and in this moment I reflect God in a distorted way, even for me still now, even though I know God for a few years and have been worshiping, I still reflect in a distorted sense who we really is. Can you see that? Right. So why is spirit worship central to show us who knows what I'm asking now? And I'm very specific with my wording there, spirit worship, because he breathed into us. We don't want it to be just something we do. We want it to be from the heart. That's just why I chose that term, spirit worship, spirit worship. Central to Shofar Sukuna, or central to Tani Rika, or central to Berenda, or central, central to Murray, or central to Craig. Why is spirit worship so important, but I'm just making it personally for us? And we have three points. Here we go. Let's go for the heart. Before I just smash into that very, very quickly, if we go to that next slide, we find Jesus talking with a woman. Don't switch off here. Um, it's the woman at the well, and she starts to speak with him about a lot of stuff they used to do. Oh, we go to this mountain. This is what we do. And she's talking about what we do with our bodies. We walk here, and then we worship where at the mountain. And she's, she's thinking in a level very body-like, very flesh-like, all right? And Jesus says this, these astounding words. He says, but the hour is coming and now is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. In spirit and truth. Very important. Listen up. Any, anyone can come into this building. Sit when you sit. Stand when you stand. Oh, there's people lifting up hands. Okay. Oh, now their hands are down. Okay, and, and, and all we are doing is what animals can do. My dog can sit, put, roll. Wach. Stout. Binne, bite. And animals can move their bodies. Okay? Like that guy from Madagascar. I like to move it, move it. I, don't I just had to. Can't resist. Still struggle with temptation. But what if we start to worship with the part that was breathed into us? Your immaterial part. Where will your body go? Bam, to the grave. Grond, worms, weg. What is breathed into you, your immaterial part, will live after. We heard it when Henny was here. The little boy died and Elisha prayed, Lord, let his soul return to him. Because that's the part that goes back to God. Spirit worship. When we move from to a place, there's something in me calling out to God. And in that, we're not throwing the body away. The body is very important. It's the temple of God. All we are saying, what is leading here? 
Our body should be led by our spirit. Then we are spirit-led. Okay? And Jesus says, this is the worship the Father desires. And I'll, I'll tell you what, when you're up here, every now and then I have to beat that drum, you see it. You see the difference. Thank you, Lord. Okay? And then you see. And it's incredible to observe. Okay? And I know some of you, maybe you're on call, so I won't throw you under the bus, please. You need to answer your phone. Look, but there's a place where you can see spirit worship, and it moves me in my heart, and it excites me to do the same. Why is this so important? And we all, 2 Corinthians 3, thank you guys, with unveiled face, listen up very carefully, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same, there's that word, image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is Spirit. If that does not move you, let's go to the next slide. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self, there's a putting down of something, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed, continuous. Okay? Not, not once when you come to Him, there's a big thing that happens when you come to God. But the process continued, I know because it's, it's effective in my life, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of the Creator. Number one, only spirit worship re-establish or establish again the image of God that was breathed into Adam that day. When you worship with your spirit, from the heart, if I can say that, you, the distorted view of the image of God becomes a little bit clearer as you continue, continue, continue with God. And you know what? Sometimes we are so disgusted with ourselves because we look in the mirror and we think, who it yai opgeindig? Look at you. Remember. You're a distorted view of the Father, which is ever-growing, ever-growing. And sometimes God's going to take His light and put it on something. And it's been with me the last few weeks. I've been struggling, I'm not going to lie. My friend said, you're like, I say, fight my cop. Because I'm struggling with a few things because God's got His light on an area of my life which I don't feel looks like God, but He's busy with me. But the flesh cannot produce spiritual fruit. It needs to come from a place of worshiping. And I'm not only speaking about worshiping here in church. This as well, because this gets us going. Have you picked up it's easier to worship in church than at home, when you're alone? Because there's a, there's a momentum. There's a corporate momentum. But from this place we worship when we go to work. And tomorrow morning when you open your Bible, it's important to know that you were made in the image of God. It's important to know that you are not in the image of God completely, but as you worship, you are growing. Is that okay? 
It's important for us. Also for the band, and I want to honor you guys, this is not scripted. We, we don't always know what's going to happen. There's a place where things can move in one way or another on stage. God can move. And I want to invite you next time when you come to church, don't sing songs because you can sing it with your vocal cords only. Sing it from your spirit and involve your vocal cords. Amen? You are beautifully created. From distorted to restored. It's where you are going. It's gone. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Your body, listen, I'm just going to go on a little tangent. There's people that say your body is bad, okay? And they encourage what, that's a big word, the word is called asceticism. It means to hurt your body to show that you love God. That's not the heart of God. Uh, these people would put sharp objects in their shoes. They would hurt themselves. They would uh, Fasting would not be to know God. It would be to punish the body because the body is bad. That's not what Scripture says. Okay? But what we are saying is the body cannot lead spiritual things. The body must be led by the Spirit. The body is a beautiful thing. Each thing in its place. Okay? What this Scripture is saying is we need to get the body behind what part of us connects with heaven. Set your mind on things above. So if you come to church, I'm not knocking, I'm just trying to give examples. And when is the service over? When is the service over? When, when will this start? There's no ear. There's no ear. Like we met here, prat. Then you don't get off planet Earth. Because you already... Brown, thanks for that word. You're already present to um, We come here to remind ourselves we are not going to be on earth always. We need to connect with heaven. Which part will connect? The part built from the dust or the part breathed in by God? That's what it means to be in the Spirit. Okay? And so we are here worshiping from the Spirit to remind one another. Let's go to number two. In true worship, we stir one another to remember our heavenly destination. And you see your friend going through a difficult time. And we worship and you can, you can go to them without speaking and what you give is you give hope just by being there because your presence is reminding them that at the end, you will be okay. And God gives breakthroughs here, but just listen to what I'm saying for this argument. We are not made to remain here forever. So we need to get our thoughts, we need to renew our minds to live on earth but with heavenly wisdom to flow through us. Okay. 
Does that make sense? Because we made differently. Okay? And that's why, because we, must, because we remember our heavenly destination, we do things that um, look stupid to the world. Come to church when there's good movies on box office. Why do you go to church? Because you know what? There's a part of me that connects with heaven. And so whatever's out there tonight, it cannot impact me as much as what I'm experiencing here. How can you give a tenth of your money to the church? Are you crazy? No, you see, there's a part of me that connects with eternity. He owns the cattle on a seven, seven hills. What does it say? And on a thousand hills. Sorry. I own nothing. So what sometimes seems foolishness, well, because someone is looking from an earthly perspective. But you are operating with heavenly wisdom. It's different. And so what will happen is you will live a questionable life. Someone will come to you, why do you do that? Because someone died for me on a cross and delivered me of all fear. We should live different. Not, not to show ourselves better, but just because we are. Amen? Because of how we made and the image to which we are being restored back to. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Here's the thing. Number three, spiritual worship leads to victory over sin on earth because we've got heavenly weapons. Okay? We need to worship, we need to be in the Spirit, remind one another, because there is times in your life where you will only be victorious if you go and get weapons out of the shed in heaven. Because into our nostrils was breathed something from God that connects us to Him in a very, very unique way. And that's sometimes when we spend time with God, we just emotional and we don't know why and we just want to cry and then we want to laugh and then we want to cry and we're not sure because everything about, around me, it's, it's just the same, but everything is different. It's because God is busy stirring in you a part that was asleep. Okay? So why is spirit worship very important for us? Only spirit worship re-establish the image of God in us. We cannot fake that. In true worship, we stir one another to remember our heavenly destination. Let's remember where we are going. And then spiritual worship leads to victory over sin on earth. Amen.